All good, man. All good. Yeah. So, so we'll know. Scott Blake. The kind of stuff that we want. The man, the myth, and the legend, dude. <laughs> it's uh, it's good. It's good to get you on here. I'm I'm excited to talk to you. It's always fun talking to Scott Blake. Sure, man. You always got something going on, man. Yeah, I'm excited to be so, here. Uh, man, this uh, birthday month is coming up, so I decided. You know, I was sitting there, man. I looked in the mirror one day, and I thought, oh, it's like trouble. Because, you know, I've been playing GTA and, you know, sitting on the couch and doing that kind of stuff, right? So I happened to look over at my at my man bod, and I was like, oh, man. But I got 10 days to my birthday, so I told the wife, look, man, every day for the next 10 days, we're going to get up, run a mile, work out for about an hour, try to eat healthy. All the way to my birthday, no excuses, no days off. So, so far, I you, man. Uh, so far, I'm um, I'm on track. I was supposed to get up and run this morning. Didn't do it this morning. So, as soon as we get done with this here, I'm going ahead and get my little mile in. The gym time. Yeah, yeah. I actually went to the gym today because I knew I was talking to you. <laughs> no, I did. I went and worked out today, buddy. I uh, I had I had to get it in. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna talk to Scott Blake. This dude is probably up at two in the morning, working out, looking at the wall, doing the David Goggins, you know, the whole nine, man. (laughs) That's what I remember. Scott was always that guy, but yeah, man. So, so let's tell everybody how has retirement been for you? Tell me how it's going. Oh, let's see. Where do I start? Well, first thing first, man. I mean, uh, retirement with a good wife is good. Uh, You know, uh, the last part of my military time, man, and, you know, getting married and all that fun stuff, man, it's like we're still in that beginning phase, man. So, it's like, it's my best friend. We talk, we laugh, we joke around, we work out together. We, you know what I mean? So, it made it, the transition really easy. I will say, uh, man, I have my dreams, man. I, I still dream like I'm in the military. You know what I mean? Uh, um, oh, Yeah. Yeah, but the crazy thing is all of my dreams are pretty much the same. It's like I'm, I'm somewhere, you know, something's about to start, but I don't have the right uniform on. I, I, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't have, <laughs> I can't remember the combination to get in. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm always behind yeah. trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be and how do I get to this point. And you wake mm-hmm. up, man, sometimes, and it's like, jeez, man, this is crazy. But that's pretty much the most part of it, man, is that, um, you know, that part – I think it's because I miss a lot of it. Um, so you kind of still feel like you're there. But other than that, man, as far as the retirement part goes, man, I have a lot of time, man, now to like to sleep and not feel like, uh, you know, like you're on a time crunch. I think that. Yeah, no, the time crunch is gone. I'll tell you this I don't have those dreams anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, man, I'm not dreaming that I'm anywhere in the Navy trying to figure out what's going on or, you know, something needs to be done, something needs to be fixed. You know how it was, man. We were mm-hmm. in, and if it needed to be fixed and it needed to be right. brought to completion, they went to the same few guys all the time. Right. I have different dreams now. That's why I'm doing this with you. That's why I'm talking to people in a podcast. That's why I'm going out of that comfort zone, right? Like, I've never been the type of guy that is in front of things, right? Right. Now I'm like, I'm just going to talk to people and put it on there, see what happens. Right, 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 right. People listen to it. That's great. If you don't, that's great too. If you have a problem with it, change the channel. Like it doesn't matter, but I'm my, I don't know, my, my, my bounds and 
goals are different now that I'm out. I, I, I feel like I look at opportunity from a bigger picture nowadays. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is, uh, the sky is the limit truly now. I'm not held back by rules. I'm not held back by regulations. I'm not held back by um, the things that you would normally think about when we were in, right? right? We could have a ton of ideas. We could go do a ton of things. But at the end of the day, you still had somebody to answer to and there's still yeah. a rule that you had to follow. So nowadays, doing your own, doing this and, you know, r running around doing all the things I'm doing for work to help veterans through mortgage lending and things like that. Mm -hmm. I work with people, but I still am building my own thing, which is a great thing. So now I, I get to make all those decisions Yeah. back when we were like, I think that's a good idea. And then everybody was like, well, you can't do it. Right. We gotta get approval. I don't got to listen to that no more. Yeah. I just do it. Yeah. What do you think this person going to say about that? What do you think he's going to say if we run this? Bar? Yeah. So right. there's freedom to that. Yeah right? Freedom to that. And so that's what I enjoy. I do sometimes, you know, think about being in and there's things that I miss, but mm. I'm in a good place, man. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the, the afterlife right now. It's pretty yeah. good. Well, one thing I can always say though, man, you know, to the time that I've known you, man, you've always been, uh, you know, taking care of people, man. So I think this is, this is right up your alley as far as things that keep you to being true to who you are because you know I can I can name several times man where it'd be like somebody needed training or somebody needed that one-on-one -on -one or somebody needed something they'd be like man Matt now I'll walk by the hallway you're always in there man. Just, you know what I'm saying doing what Matt does so you know yeah. uh, I remember when we talked about even transitioning to real estate and stuff like that and I was telling you I was like man I think you'd be pretty good at it man just how you move around but I was the one originally was supposed to be doing it first, you know what I mean? And I yeah. talked yeah. about it and, I was, and you know, he was like, you know what? Kind of saw the little light go off in there, man. And then now here you are, you know what I'm saying? Moving and grooving, but you know, sometimes you see things and you see uh, certain people that you know that just, you know, prosper and be good at, at, at certain stuff, man. But you've always, since I've known you've been a people person, like trying to take care of people, make sure other people are good. So there's a, it's a plus and a negative with that, right? Because, you know, from the outside seeing that, you know, you see somebody who's always trying to take care of other people, you often wonder sometimes, like, is Matt taking care of Matt? Because how does he have time to take care of him when he's always fixing and making sure that this is correct and making sure that the slides are up and making sure that everybody has their stuff and, hey, buddy, I need your slide. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, man, that's <laughs> called lack of sleep, right? Lack of sleep. But yeah. here's the here's the crazy thing, man. I do more now mm -hmm. than I ever did, I think, in the Navy. But I think the overreaching thing of that is I don't know, Scott. That's how that's how I what do they say? That's how I roll. Right. I, right. Man, I can't do anything big mm -hmm. selfishly, I think. That's right. the you know, I try to teach my son that I try to teach my daughter that I try to, you know, I try to talk about stuff like that with people all the time. Um, I'm a huge believer and that's why I'm doing the mortgage loans for veterans now because who I work with the team I'm on, it's not about how much money you make. Mm -hmm. We don't even care. And I never have, like, I don't worry about, um, what that's going to look like. It sounds crazy sometimes. But I don't worry about it because I know that if I help people and take care of people, you know, 
People say that nice guys finish last and bad things happen to good people. And I just don't believe that. Right. I believe that if you do the right thing by people, no matter what, right, it's going to come back around to you. It may not be today. Absolutely. It could be in years from now, but it, it helps, you know, and it's, uh, it's just, that's the thing. You know, I saw you and there was a couple of other guys when we were in that were like, oh, I'm going to go get this license. And I used to laugh, dude. I was like, why are you going to go do right, that? Right, right, right. Why would you do something? And go right in, go right into the same, right, same kind of craziness thing. that right. you're doing right now. Right. Well, I got out. I started looking for jobs. And the more interviews I went on, the more times I was told that I was overqualified right. to be your trainer, to be your recruiter, to business development, whatever you were telling, I'm overqualified. Also known as you're a threat to me and I don't want right, to lose my job. Right. That's how I took it every time. Yeah, you come to here is gonna mean I'm gonna be heading out of here pretty soon. And everybody experiences that in their own way. And that's what my experience was. Now there's other guys that don't experience that. There's a ton of our guys from we were with. They I mean they love Amazon and that's cool. Right. Go work with them. It's all good. But the, what I did when I got out uh, a couple months after I got out, I made the decision. Tired of working for somebody. Mm -hmm. Easiest way for me to not work for anybody was to do that. Go get a real estate license. And right. then because of what I did there and how I functioned gave me the opportunity of what I'm doing now. So it's like, again, I just keep doing what I'm doing, man. I take on so many things, dude. College, <laughs> and sports and all the different stuff. But yeah. I, you know, if you slow down and do nothing, you're going to be bored. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and That's how I look at it. Yeah, you got to keep on moving, man. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm still always big into, like, community stuff, man. I went and got certified to do coaching. Uh, so I want to coach these kids, man, basketball, baseball, football, whatever it is, man. Um, yeah, man. You know, my kids are doing good in sports, so that's always a plus. But, you know, they're out of state. So, you know, I just want to stay connected in that realm, man. You know, you, you always want to, you know, I guess it's kind of like, what do you leave behind, man? You know, growing up, growing up without having dad in the house and stuff like that, man, you just know how that how that feels or not having that person that can give you that push. You know what I'm saying? Like give you the push to be where you need to be. Like I remember playing basketball in high school and stuff, man, and I, I had it, but I didn't have somebody that tell me, like, this is what you need to do or, you know, these are what you need to look at. You know what I mean? So you, you see other kids developing and moving around and you don't, really necessarily have that kind of guidance, man. It's like, all right, I don't, what do you do after this? You know what I mean? So I know there's a lot of kids and stuff that's out there like that, that you know, that might just need somebody to push them or, or you know, just be there for them to give them that extra. That's just something I've always liked to do, man. So trying to get into that a little bit. And then DJing is always great. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's the one part where I feel like, um, like I'm in control of, people's happiness in a sense, you know what I mean? Like I, I get a, I get a, a extreme pleasure out of seeing people have a good time. You know what I mean? Whether it's coming by the house. Oh, I know. I, I love oh, it. I know. <laughs> Very familiar. But here's the thing. Think about this. Everything that you just said, coming from being an astute leader in the military, right? Let's not, let's not kid everybody that may be listening to this. It's not like you didn't do the same thing while you were in the Navy. Like, yeah. I appreciate everything that you just said about me on how like what I did and where I went through and what, you know, people would come talk to me. I'm going to tell you right now, they also went down the other way. They went to the opposite side of the hallway yeah. to talk to you because at the same time, 
you know, that that's the beautiful thing on how the military is different than society, I think, in some ways. Mm -hmm. Because as a sailor or or an airman or a marine, whatever it is, when you're in and I see a guy that's been through, like you said, like, you know, not grown up in the best of places or mm -hmm. having to like really work hard to get things or make it out of a hard situation. And then you've got people like me that, you know, I mean, I didn't I, I didn't experience that when I was younger. Right. Um, but I just I got a different look on how, what it means to help people. So that influence. But then you have a different look of like, if I work hard and get out of here, I'm good. Right. And what I liked about being in is everybody appreciated that. Like it was okay to go talk to somebody about, you know, what their struggles were before in life and like how they got through it. And that's the deal. Like you're in for so long, you mentor these kids that are coming in and I, I don't know, I, I'm sure you still do it, but so do I. I'm looking at Facebook, man. I'm seeing all these kids that are making chief nowadays in all the right, Navy right. that are people that, that I knew or you probably knew as is, is E3s in the Navy and every one of them we were always like, we're screwed when these guys, did, right? because that's what they said about us. Right, right? Right, right, right. But now you see them and they're, they're making that rank. And then you see them out and about and interact and talk to them. And it's just great to see the progression. Yeah. But the, the thing that's the, the most rewarding is, is that, you know, that you can get out and do it. That's kind of my deal. Mm -hmm. Helping veterans with, with mortgage loans or buying a home. I also do coaching, but that's, that's right up your alley yeah. because as we did, yeah. like we have to mentor and develop people in order to be successful in the military. And now when you get out, if you don't have that, that's a large piece of you that's, oh, missing. Yeah. it's hard oh, to yeah. Yeah, figure that out. But yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great. So I think it's cool, man. I, uh, when are you going to go take over your next football team and be like, be the man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards, uh, Leaning more towards basketball, man, um, mm. this year. Um, it's crazy. I, I just found my son, Elijah, my oldest son. He just ended the draft. I seen that he had ended the draft. I don't know if he got picked up. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not. At this really? Point. But, yeah, but just knowing that he's moving like that, man. Like, he's really out here. He's really doing it, man. I've really seen him, you know, he's, he's working really hard, man. So now all you got to do is just create Blake's Ballers. <laughs> it's the newest AAU program in Houston, Texas. All and these right. kids go in, they learn, they all get right, mentored, they get trained. Yeah. But, telling yeah. you, man. Yeah, man. You know, especially with him, man. It's, with him, it's different because I know, you know, uh, with me being in and being gone for so long, man, I, you know, the, the thing that I was talking about earlier about not having that, you know, somebody there to get you over the hump. You know what I mean? A lot of times I feel guilt for that feel like he had to try to figure that out on his own you know what I mean but he's he I mean that's true Scott but I also I also remember a lot and now granted you know we did right. over 20 years yeah. so the block that we were together was four or five mm -hmm. right which is still a long time in a career it's a quarter of a career but what I remember yeah you may not have been there man but I I seen a, a, a man in you that even though you're not there nothing else was more important yeah like you, you called them, you talked to, like, you may not be there physically, yeah. but if, if, if they know your kids or anybody's kids, if they know that they can reach out to you to be able to talk to you when they need it, yeah, that's exactly what they're going to have to do when they grow up and they become adults. Yeah. Like you're not going to be in the same place, Yeah, but 
Yeah, the fact that he's making those moves and his successful as he is now, it's not an accident, dude. Yeah, yeah. At he all, drive man. He got some good, got some good drive, but you know, as as I just a need to get some of them free basketball. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, but as a, as a dad, man, you know, you circumstances come about, man, that you want to have more of a, you know, you want to have more of an impact. Um, but you know, the the military can restricts that a lot. You know what I mean? Um, and then like, you know, how you talked about just being retired, man, and you, you look back and you realize like, once you don't have it and you look back at all the time, cause like when you're in, you don't, you don't really notice the time. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you know, things are changing, you know, things are moving, you know, society's still going on without you in there. But then when yep. you're out of that, when you're out of that bubble, man, if you have time just to sit back and think, you, this is a lot of time that's been that's been missed, man. And I look at it on the flip side of it. If I was, you know, if I was the civilian person and, you know, my dad was gone for that amount of time or whatever, how would that look? And when I started looking at things that way, man, it kind of changed my perspective to realize, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, the phone and stuff is good. You know what I mean? Being able to call and stuff like that. But I know, you know, it probably would be more impactful to be, you know what I mean? To actually put eyes on the person to see it. But, you know, no, this- that's right. But I, I also know this is you're you're gonna laugh at this one. I know what school of thought that you kind of come from when it comes to that. Uh-huh. When it comes to reaching out and touch somebody, yeah, it's it, you come you come from that Don Massey school of thought, <laughs> where it's like, hey, hey, mm-hmm. why don't you come on and c- come alongside come on here side. real quick? And right, and right. like he, <laughs> I see a lot of how he would interact with us in Miami and how you did. Yeah, it wasn't always like. Like, I get your point. The phone is great. And I used to see you all the time. Like, let's really, like, I want to look at you while I'm talking to you. But I mean, at the same time, too, you know, I am sure that when your kids sit around and and the conversation about dads or parents or whatever comes up, Mm -hmm. it's not a bad conversation. Yeah, These are the things my dad did. My dad served his country. My dad, you know, so... There's a lot to be proud in there. And when you look back, yeah, you did miss a lot of things, right? We miss by going on deployments. We miss by, you know, the long work hours they had to be in. The chosen profession that we had was to help kids, you know, join. You know, there's probably some some part of that where I look back and maybe you can say that you mentored other people's kids more than your own. Right, 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 right. But I mean, in order to keep the country free and for us to have the freedom that we do today, it was part of what needed to be right, done. Do, and right. so, yeah, we do it, but, you know, yeah, you can't make up for lost time. But what you can do is you can you can continue to be who you are mm-hmm. and enjoy the time you have left. Right. That's the other part. Right. Right. And I think yeah. it's, in that instance, too, I think sometimes we're our worst critic when it comes to, you know, what our expectations are is on myself, you know what I mean, to put out the mm-hmm. especially when you're always striving to be better, you know what I mean, and, and when you're conscious yep. about being better, you always think and say, is there more I could have done, I could have done more of this, more of that, so I think sometimes that, that happened, you know what I mean, so I, I, so that's why I don't really feel like it's a, a really a bad thing, but, you know, it's just... It's oh, you're always going to wish you had moments Right, back. right, right. I mean, you're always going to do that, and, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you shouldn't look at it that way. Because you know what? Those those aren't those aren't my kids. They're not. You know, it, it's 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 not me personally feeling that. I can tell you that I feel like you did an amazing job, and I feel like you did everything that you needed to do to show 
whoever it was that right. you cared. But again, that's your opinion for what you do and who can tell you that you're wrong. And I think right now, if you look, like, look at society in the world, like for, for anyone to say, Oh, that's your opinion. It's good. Like nowadays, sometimes it's bad. But, um, again, when you're in that military culture of where we were, mm-hmm. we, we were taught and we learned just through, just call it as it is being a chief petty officer in the United States Navy that, you run below you and you develop above you. Mm-hmm. And if you ever make it about you and you ever take yeah. anything personal, then we're not successful right. and we don't move forward. And I can't count on two hands or 50 hands how many people <laughs> I met and worked with in the Navy that would take things ultra personal. Right. And right. that one moment of thinking that a situation was because someone didn't like them or they were being treated unfairly was very detrimental to the rest of their career because they couldn't recover from it. Because from that point they were thinking it was all against them. And it's almost like you forgot about all of that humble pie that you had to eat in order to develop and become the leader that you were in the Navy. And it was amazing to me. And, and I think if you think about it, that culture shift happened as the culture shift now is happening. You're seeing that come in. And, you know, I I look at all the faces. I remember being a chief in, in the Navy, serving, ripping, running, and you would look at the face group, book groups, right? Yeah. And something would come out in the Navy, right? And these old timers on Facebook, <laughs> or wherever they were, like, oh, what's going on with the right, world today? Right, 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 right. And in, I would be like, what? These guys have, they're so disconnected. Like, you have no idea what that means, how it works, or how it runs. Mm -hmm. And even if you tried to have the conversation with those dudes, they would be like, you don't know what you're talking (laughs) about. It was almost like helping a a veteran or active duty member's child join the military. And they tell you when they joined 15 years ago, I know you can just make a phone call and get a job. When people believe what they believe and people have gone through what they've gone through, it's hard for them to to change their thinking, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I am grateful that I, I made it just to be the level of a chief in the Navy because it taught me to look broader than myself. Right. And so it it all equals into that. Like you can't look at one thing over another. You can't you just honestly you can't have a personal opinion. Right. You really need to look at it from a higher level. You know, almost like you're in the Doctor Strange movie, the dude punched you in the chest and then you come out of your body and you can kind of look at what's going on in the room. You right. kind of have to do that. Because yeah. if you don't, far too often you make assumptions or you make the wrong decision or you you judge what's going on in, unfairly. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure once you go into the next venture, right, you go into coaching, you go into helping kids, you go to mentoring kids the level of experience and credibility that you have coming from that, man, whatever, whatever kid and whatever family gets into your program telling you right now, like it's going to change their life. Yeah. That's the, that's the goal, man. That's what you want, man. Yeah, for sure, man. That's what you want. Even when I first got here to Texas, man, and I was, I was uh, coaching, I have my boys on my team too, man, but you know, just seeing, um, Real quick, man, I had, a, I had a young kid, man. You know, he wasn't very athletic at all, man. But his mom, you could tell 
his mom just wanted him to get into something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you yep. know, he's a little out of shape. Little, he was super shy, man. And you got all these kids running around. And he was like, man, the first couple of days, he was looking at his mom like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. But, man, we just pulled him along. And I told my boys, I said, man, we got to get him. We got to get him better, man. We got to. You know what I mean? This is our teammate. You know what I mean? I, I use that whole thing. You know, we're only as strong as our weakest link. Not saying he's the weakest yep. one, but we got to get him. You know what I mean? We got to get him to grasp this thing. And, I mean, he was be the first one to practice. And I remember one day he comes into practice, man, and he's got these new shoes on. And, I mean, man, <laughs> I saw him. When I saw him with them new shoes on, I knew he was serious. Like, I knew he was I knew he was all the way here ready to get busy, man, because he it's like he stepped in the gym different with these shoes on, right? Yeah, he walked into uh, the dispersing office yeah. <laughs> for the first time and went to the front of the line. Right, and they were right. like, hey, Chief, you're like, oh, oh it's still, it really works. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so we got him, man. Yeah. Uh, our last game that we played, because normally I, I would put him in, and he'd run around and play defense, but he, he really wasn't trying to shoot the ball at all. So the last game we played, man, we got it's like, man, everybody has scored that game except for him. We like, man, we gotta get him, we gotta get him to score. So everybody was like purposely trying to give him the ball to get him to shoot it. He passed it where he wanted to shoot it. Well, he shot the ball one time, man, it went up and it rolled around and it rolled and it seemed like it took forever, but it didn't go in, it came out. But just the whole point, like he shot the ball, even though he didn't make it, everybody was so excited that he shot it and it almost went in. It's just like, oh, it's just that whole oh, boost, man. And he was like, oh. you would have thought that you would have thought he had a three at the buzzer to win right, the right. NBA championship. You know, yeah, we were, and we were I'm telling up. you, man. Yeah, we were already up. It's we were important. already winning, but everybody just, you know, just just to see how he came from that to where it was just the thing where like he yeah. was like everybody on the team just really wanted him to get it. You know what I mean? That that that's the kind of stuff that that makes it cool, man. At the end, oh, for at sure. The end of the day, for that sure. makes it cool. So. I'm sure he's probably, you know, playing basketball somewhere now. But I think that that mm-hmm. just that little moment, you know, is is what he needed to just get his confidence up enough to know that he does have what it takes. You know, what I mean to to do something. He's got to put a little work behind it. So, you know, those yeah. are the things, man, well, that make me motivated to get up and go do it. I want to for sure. The biggest that, thing that I realized too, like I'm not a. The, the, the sport that I tend to to default to a lot is because it's the one that my son plays, but the one that a lot of people don't know about when you mm-hmm. look at the sport of lacrosse, right? Right. I'm not a lacrosse player. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, uh, I, I've never played, I've never, you know, been in it, but what I know how to do motivate. is I know how to build a team mm-hmm. and motivate people. Right, exactly. And so I'll go in to help and it's, it's, it's sports, man. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to run the pick and roll? You know how to play lacrosse. Right. Do you know how to run a give and go in, in right. soccer? You know how to play lacrosse. Right. Right. Do you know how to throw a baseball? You can shoot. Like it's all it's all mechanics. Right. Right. But the biggest thing that I run into is when I go coach a team. I you said something just now that made me go, man, that's exactly how I do it. Right, right, right. And I know it's because it's what we were taught. You are only sh- as strong as your weakest link, right. right? Right. So what that means is it doesn't matter like who is or isn't on the team. It doesn't matter who's scoring all the points. Right. It doesn't matter who's awesome. We're not here to sign a million dollar contract. Right. Like right. we're here to help these young kids develop and blossom into productive individuals. Right. right? right. So what happens is uh, I go onto the field and I do that. You know what? You're going to laugh at this. So I got a whole team of high schoolers, seventh, eighth graders. It really doesn't matter. No. Nah. First day of practice, 
We're going to practice like we play, right? Mm -hmm. PT, I want you to do the PT like it's the PRT. Right. And then, you know, you make your jokes about people that have great PRT scores and they couldn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. We'll get into that later. Right. But then we go to further from that. Once we, once we start moving along, then we bring the entire team up and I tell them next practice, you guys are going to go in a corner and you're going to pick the captains, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, oh, the captains. So the kids pick the captains. Mm -hmm. So then I get my captains, right? It's your selectees. I mm -hmm. guess you could call it that. Right. So <laughs> Everything's on you now. Right. It's all on you. Right. I'm not going to little Johnny if he doesn't get it. I'm coming to you. Right. And so these kids that are in seventh and eighth grade, it is so amazing to see an 11, a 12, or a 13-year-old kid, even call it a 16-year-old kid in high school that's never really been put in that position. Right. You really see how eager people are to develop. Because then I'm telling you, I, I don't want to, I don't care if he's at practice or not, but you better, oh, yeah. you better know why he's not here. I want you to know why he's not going to make it. I want you to start practice. I shouldn't walk up to PT and ask why we're not started yet. Right. right? Like I should walk up to practice and we're already warming up. Oh, yeah. So you're teaching these kids to lead their peers. Right. And then what you find is it's always the kids that are always out front that everybody thinks is amazing that they make the captains. Mm. And half the time, those kids are the ones that are the least willing to stand up in front of people and lead them. Right. They're really good at what they do, right? but they just haven't been given that. And so now these kids are leading people and then the kids under them, it's amazing to see how leadership turns into followership and, and, and how their followership helps the team develop and they come together. And parents come up and they're like, man, we've never been this good before. And I'm like, yeah, you have. Yeah. These kids have always been this right, good. Right. Here's the difference. The difference is we had one kid that was awesome, so we had him do everything. Mm -hmm. I don't play like that. Right. I don't care. Like just you just said, right. this kid hasn't scored a point all game. He needs to score. Right. We've got kids that they play every game. I don't care what the situation is. Right. Like, you know, it's tell me if I'm wrong in basketball, you got the really good players, right? Mm -hmm. And you got the kid on the team that everybody thinks they're brand new or they're just learning and they're not as good as everybody else. Mm -hmm. You have the same in every sport and the sports that I'm a part of the superstar can go ahead and look to pass to the kid cause they're open and then decide to do it on their own. Right, but right. you're going to find yourself sitting on the bench oh, yeah. and hanging out with right, me right? because that kid deserves the opportunity too. Right. Like we're not making a million dollars, but you have to understand at seventh and eighth grade, it's sixth grade. It right. starts young. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to rely on people one day in your life. Right. And if you can't do that here on the field, then how can we expect you to be the person that leads our country to the future? Whether you're a finance guy, a military guy, a real estate agent, uh, a secretary in an office like how can we rely on you to make society move forward if we can't teach you that you're gonna have to rely on somebody and the beautiful thing about sports is that it doesn't matter mm -hmm. who you are where you're from what you look like nothing what matters is we're in this battle right uh, now right and we all need to work together to win and right. that's why i love coaching you sports, man. <laughs> yeah because you can teach these kids that it's okay to work together and 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 it's crazy the more close they get together right like you'll beat even the best skilled teams mm -hmm.
because they work together. Work oh, dude, together. it's great. I love coaching you. Man, oh, man, I can tell, man. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. And I look at it. So, quick example. I remember, man, um, when LeBron James passed the ball to the corner to uh, Ray Allen for the three. And you hear everybody afterwards talking about, oh, he can't step up and shoot the big shot. He, oh, man, listen, at the end of the day, LeBron James, if he would have shot that shot and missed, it would have been the same thing on the other side. Oh, he should have had somebody wide he open. He's selfish. You know, the whole thing is so you realize, man, that you're darn if you do, you're darn if you don't in some instances. But one thing I do say, and the reason why I do like LeBron James is because he doesn't make everything all about him. You know what I mean? It's, it's okay yeah. to pass. Basketball is a team sport, man. If you want to, if you want to be an individual, you do boxing. You know what I mean? Take up boxing, man. Yeah. Take up MMA. Right. You know what I mean? Why be on a on a football team with eleven men on the field and it's all about one person? You know what I mean? Tom Brady, as great as he is, I love him. He's a team player. That's the reason why he can go anywhere and make people win. It, he doesn't yeah. have. I mean, you know, not to change his whole thing in sports, but I look at the New England Patriots, man, and you know. Not to go into a black and white thing, but I think they probably had the least amount of black players on their team. <laughs> but they were the damn best team because they it wasn't about this person, that person, that it was about the team. They had the team spirit, yeah. man, and they were champions back to back to back. Well, I mean, if if you look at it, it just goes into the perception of what great players right. are and what talent is, right? right? Like exactly. talent is having the best skilled players, the highest draft picks. Mm-hmm. What Tom Brady knows is if I have this person run the same route 3,000 times, right. it's time for him to run the route in the game. He knows exactly <laughs> yeah, where the ball is right. going because it's exactly where he put it in right. practice. And if you scheme it correctly, it, that's what I mean, like right. coaching youth sports too. It starts from the lowest levels all the way to the pros. And I tell kids that on the field all the time. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are angry because we're doing a basic pass it to him so he can catch it and pass it back to you. Right. To you, that's boring because we're not – like in the basketball equivalent, we're not shooting threes and we're not, you know, pick and roll and, you know, we're not pulling the trampoline out to do a dunk contest or whatever, right? When you're at the smallest level. Yeah. But if you don't realize guys like Tom Brady, guys like, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, guys mm-hmm. like Drew Brees who just retired, guys like Michael Irvin back in the day, right. guys like Emmett Smith, those guys, hours of practice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just running, running and cutting, running and cutting. That's all they did because they wanted to be an expert at the The craft. Right. Yeah. And right now we want to be awesome at the stuff everybody sees because we think that's what's going to get us paid. Right. Well, (laughs) newsflash. It took a lot of failure. Yeah. It took a lot of effort. It took a lot of work and it took a lot of sacrifice for any of those people that you see playing on Sunday or even Saturday, no matter where you're from, no matter where you live, no matter what you're doing, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of players that go to college sports in this country that are trying to get out of a bad situation, right? Not to put anything into one side against another, but there's a ton of kids that that sport is the only way they're going to get out. Well, the only way to get out is to bust your tail. There's no other way to do it. And so, yeah, any of these individuals may be from a bad place or a bad situation and not have a good upbringing. And there's a lot of, you know, you can look at everything they put on TV, lots of crime, murder, drugs, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you know what? That one kid that you're talking to on the TV right now, what got him out of that 
is not that situation. Mm -hmm. What got him out is his drive and his work ethic to want to be different than what he sees around him. Right. And so when they get out of there, you know, it's because of their hard work. And so that's what, you know, you try to portray to kids. Like you don't have to be the best. You just have to be the hardest working. Right. You know, and, yeah. and, and it's, you know, again, sports analogies are great to how life is right. Because, you know, like I, I tell, you know, Cole all the time and I've told lots of kids and I tell anybody that'll listen, you know, I think sports in school is the most important thing that a kid mm -hmm. can do. Mm -hmm. And it's not because they're going to make a million dollars and it's not because it makes them run around and do like physical exercise. Because what happens is your coach might be a butthole right. and you hate him. You hate your coach, right? but you have to play for him. Right. There's other kids on your team that think they're better than you. So they're going to treat you a certain kind of way and say that you suck or mm -hmm. that you shouldn't be here or they're going to discount you. Right. But you have to learn to work with them because mm -hmm. you're on the same team. And then there's going to be those kids that aren't good at all, that never get to play, that do all the devious things to try to get over and manipulate and get to the top. And you're going to have to work and play with them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who or what you are. You have to learn to be a team. Right. The only way we succeed is together, period. Right. There is absolutely no success in this world, in this life, culturally, demographically, country-wise, nothing. There's no success unless we're together. Right. Individually, we're always going to fail. Oh, yeah. It always happens that way. And so I think that that's why sports is so important. And I think some of the, I don't know, I've never lived in a state or a city that, uh, they didn't keep scoring games. I'm from Texas. <laughs> like they're always going to keep score. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always competitive. But the fact that you sit down and tell everybody they're great all the time is a it's a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, people are going to hear this, and I'm probably going to get you know ransacked. <laughs> but it is a bad thing. I think it's a bad thing because you don't have to be good at everything. Right. You don't have to feel like you're good at everything. It's okay to be told, yeah, I don't think that's going to work out for you. You might want to try something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there is something for everyone. Mm -hmm. But if everyone feels they're great at everything and I can do whatever I want, that's where we're at where we're at right now. Right. But you need you that know, like, You need that criticism, man, because like I tell my boys, my boys are trash talking, especially the littlest one, Austin. Is trash <laughs> so I never cross the street. You know, I mean, his he got some basketball going across the street, man. He's kind of shy kid. My my son goes over there, and I mean, he's talking trash. So I had to tell his dad, I like, you know, I apologize for my. He's like, no, nah, he needs it. And I thought about it. I said, you know what? It's one of those things, man, because it's the momentum. If somebody tells you, hey, man, you suck, right? And then you hear that, so you're gonna feel a kind of way, right? So then you say, yep. okay, you think yep. I suck? It's gonna make you work harder because now the only way yeah. to shut you up, you told me I suck. So if you telling me I suck and I beat you, then what does that mean you are? So now it's you know what I mean it flips it around. So I think that's good. You know what I mean? Because that's what I do with my with my boy. Like, man, you ain't good, man. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll race him in the street. And I I don't let him win. You know what I mean? I don't do none of that. I, I give him the whole business. When we do push yes. challenges, if you do fifty, I'm doing sixty. If you do sixty, I'm doing eighty. I'm not gonna let you win. But it, it builds them up to where they have to be like, you know what? I gotta beat my dad. I gotta get. You know what I mean? And I think that's good. So if you, yeah. if I all the time tell them, oh, buddy, you did one push-up. You're great, man. Great job. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to think they did something on one push-up until they see the kid that does 50. You know what I mean? I want them, I want them to see the kid that does 50 because you need to do 51. If you want to be better than him, do 51. You know what I mean? Yep. 
So I think that that's, no, that's good, sure. man. I mean, you have that's to healthy have, competition right, too. Healthy, that's right. the healthy part of it. Exactly. What we see, or what I see, anyway, a lot of times, and so you know, we stay on on all of that, like coaching youth sports. Right, right. I coach a lot of kids in a sport. Mm-hmm. The reality is, if you're in sixth, seventh, eighth, even up to tenth grade. I don't know what you think you know, but there ain't no college coaches out here looking at you. Right. Right. You're not going to get a scholarship today. I know that you might have heard that happen from somewhere, Mm -hmm. and maybe it could be true, but the reality is ain't no college coaches out here. Right. You don't have to play travel ball every season and be on the best travel teams all the time so that your kid can be the best. So, right, there's a – Full disclosure, I've been a parent that's lived through my kid before because I was so excited for what he was mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. A little bit of me got a little more enamored into it than he did, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It happens. Mm-hmm. But what I realized really quickly, if you look around, is a ton of these parents are being sold things by these programs too. Right, exactly. Oh, you come to us. We know college coaches. Right. Yeah. I think right. AAU is a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. In Houston, like travel lacrosse is a good example of that. People just think because someone is from a certain place – and they say they know someone, then they're going to automatically get that. And so you see the drive a lot of times of the parent to be successful over the kid, right? Sure. And so that turns into the opposite of what you just said. You Mm -hmm. see that kid did 50, you need to do 51. Right. I don't care how, I don't care how he got there. Right. I don't care how hard he works to get there. But if you want to be like or better than him, mm-hmm. you're going to have to work harder. That means yeah. you need to go do it now. Right. And right. what happens most times now is I see parents are like, well, they didn't feel good today. Or, you know, that kid just gets all the opportunities because of his parents or that kid. Uh, what It doesn't matter. They turn it into some reason why their kid just didn't have a good day, but they're really way better than they should be. Mm-hmm. So now you're teaching your your kid to make an excuse for not playing hard, make an excuse for not practicing hard, make an excuse for why you're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. And so what that turns into is why am I not always getting the handout? Mm -hmm. You can't, life isn't handouts, man. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard, man, I'm sure you, to have those conversations with parents sometimes (laughs) is very, very hard. Oh yeah. But I am so glad that the Navy put me through uh, chief petty officer initiation <laughs> oh, because yeah. the conversations right. are actually kind of easy Yeah, for like, someone like us to have it with them. Cause it's, yeah. listen, I know you think your kid's great and I do too. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Right. But they're not the best player in the team. Right. And here's the other part. Even if they were, we don't give special right. treatment here. Right. Everybody's the same. And so I have a lot of parents that are always like, Oh, my kid learned so much this year. And there's times where you're like, I, I know why. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> because you sat that kid down and said, stop listening to everybody else. When you're here inside these four lines where these nets are, where these basketball goals are, inside of this Mecca, right? You are in our gladiator arena. Mm-hmm. You don't listen to nobody else. I'm right. the one here to help you get through this next 60 minutes. Right. That 60 minutes translates out to other things. And so that's the part also that is like, it's just amazing dude, mm-hmm. to see the change. But it's also amazing to see the dynamic of, of you know, where it comes from. How many kids have you ever seen come to your practice and go, I know who their parents are. <laughs> and you've never even met the kid. You don't even know the kid. You're like, I know who your parents are. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Be- in both good and bad ways. Yeah. It just, you know, may- maybe, maybe the time we spent in the Navy having to mentor and teach people made us have to be very aware of how people were. Mm-hmm. Like you had to be able to read people. You had to know if the guy was not acting themselves or the girl wasn't acting herself today so that you knew to go up and say, Hey, is everything okay? Cause you're not really acting the way that you normally do. Right. And you had to do that for 150, 200, 300 people. It's amazing at how much they expected of us to do. And it was amazing that we were able to do it. Right. And it, you know, again, <laughs> that's why, that's why we're competition in the job market. Right. So that's why you should just do your own thing. Yeah. So then, so tell me, Matt, now with this, uh, now that you're in it, all the way in it, dived in, you in the water. How is this mm-hmm. real estate thing going for you? Like, you know what I mean? How do you, where would you rate it as far as, you know, things that you've done in your life? I know the military has been a, the high point, but I mean, you know, do you see yourself doing this long term? You see yourself winning around with it for a little bit or, you know what I mean? Like, what, so, what, is, Matt, what is Matt's mind geared to? Like, where do you see yourself, like, hitting your niche and, and, and being in your, in your full room? So the niche was given to me over 22 years. Mm-hmm. Think about it. We are the most underserved <laughs> and, <laughs> and assisted population on the planet. Right. What I mean by that, the real estate part of it was great. Mm-hmm. Now going into doing the mortgage part of it even better. And the reason I say that is uh, I'm in it for the long haul, dude. I'm not doing anything else because what I get to do is I get to talk to veterans every day. Right. I get to talk to a Vietnam era veteran and say, Hey, why don't you use your VA benefits to buy a home? And that Vietnam era benefit uh, veteran goes, I can't use it again. I've used it once. Well, that's not oh, true. That's not you true, can use right. it more than once. Right. I, I would love to buy a house in California, but I'm limited on how much I can spend. And then you teach them that they're not going to do right. that. We are really great as a service to teach you how to get the job done. We send mm-hmm. you to boot camp to learn how to become a, a sailor, soldier, marine, or an airman, how to fall in line, how to be on time, mm-hmm. how to how to be respectful, and, and how to be accountable to what you need to do, right? right? Then we send you to your job for your school. Mm-hmm. And when we send you to that school job, then you learn how to do what we want you to do. We give you a good overview. Mm-hmm. But where we're better in the civilian world is you really don't learn what you need to know how to do until you get there. Once you start working on all this stuff and it starts to break and you don't know what's going on, you have to get mentored and taught from the people around you. We're very, very good at teaching each other. Right. And when we're done doing that and we've given everything we could to the country and, and it's time for us to ride off to the sunset and do our own thing, we're really bad (laughs) at teaching Uh, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah what benefits are out there for us. I mean, you go to the teach, like, so the only realm I deal in right now is homes. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. But what I know is just through all the classes we do, I mean, there's 26 million Americans that can use their VA loan, that they earn the benefit. They right. can use it. Like one, one, one to two, maybe 3% use it. True. What happened to the other 24 million people? A lot of them don't know. A lot of them have no idea. There's a lot of people running around right now that have service-connected disability from the military and call it 100%. If you live in the state of Texas, you don't pay property tax. Right. Also, you're making enough money in some cases to go buy a townhouse. Right. 
and own a home. Right. So because it, you have the money to do it from what you've gotten from your, your, right. your military service. Right. But people don't know that. So my niche, that's where I'm at. Gotcha. It's right into from helping people learn how to recruit and sell and do all those things to be successful, to help recruit people to join the Navy. That's what I did the last seven years. I've transitioned completely into that on the outside, which is why we're doing what we're doing right now, Scott. Mm -hmm. We went from talking about coaching you sports and how it's going to help society in the future to talking about whatever, to talking about now getting out of the military. It is veterans helping veterans at the end of the day. The, the fact that we get to sit here for about an hour and BS. Right. It's meaningful to other people <laughs> like us because other people like us don't have that perception, right? So my long haul is this. This is what I'm doing. That's why I started doing a podcast. That's why I wanted to do this thing. You always felt like you had a voice and you always felt like you had information to give people. Mm -hmm. The reality is I don't feel like I have a message to give people. I just like to talk a lot. Right. And so because I like to talk a lot, then I can sit down and talk to you, and it always winds up helping someone, Yeah. right? If we can help one person, we used to say this all the time, if I can just help one person today, yeah, everything was worth it, right? Yeah. If I can help this one person get promoted, if I see this one person get an award, I'm good. I don't need any more recognition than that. I don't need you to come tell me I did a good job. I don't need you to give me any kind of love. I just need to see that the people around me are successful and they've attained that. And so that's what I'm going forward to do. Yeah. The real estate side of what I did is really now small and compared to what I'm doing full time. Full time I'm I'm doing loans and helping veterans buy houses through the lending part of it. Because the reality to that, so many lenders don't know how to take people through this VA loan journey that they get to the end of the closing table and they're getting screwed over and they're losing their homes. Yeah. Because they don't pull the certificate of eligibility up front. They don't look and go, okay, this veteran's getting out of the military in nine months. You know what that right. means? I can't use their active duty money. Do you have a job lined up? Right. If you don't, we need to wait. No, they wait till the closing table to kind of be like, oh, my bad. It's not going to work. Right. You're a lend like you, you carry a professional license. So you should professionally know right. that this is how it's done. Right. But the reality, they just don't. And they don't. I don't it's it's infuriating sometimes yeah. man on the stories you hear from people and and you know and the worst part is when you talk to older people senior citizen people mm -hmm. that are getting taken advantage of taken that advantage all they needed to do is use the VA loan right. like you get social security and disability you get your military retirement and you get disability why are you paying mortgage insurance on a house right. I don't understand right so for me the reach to be in across the country or the world really because you got veterans everywhere is is far bigger than just you know helping someone purchase a home in one city you know what i mean mm -hmm. don't get me wrong you know i i love helping people do that too but i still get to do that because i work with realtors all over the city mm. you know i always am looking i talk to you like when are you going to get your butt up and get this thing done <laughs> Yeah. Because the personality that you have and the ability that you have to connect with people and the ability that you have to show people you're here to help is what is missing in that real estate industry. You see it with your wife every day. Yeah. She's just like she's here to help people. Yeah. 
There's not enough people like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, most people come into real estate because they think it's going to be easy. They're going to get rich overnight and everything else. And then they wind up making bad decisions and people are losing thousands of dollars. And it still amazes me that they keep getting people to help. It's like, it's like, how, how do you find these people to help when I'm out here? Like really, you know, it's, it's weird. It's weird. You can't explain it, Yeah. but all you got to do is keep your head down, eyes forward and keep going towards the prize. That's what you got to do. I do. I use the the analogy that I got from Hamilton, man. I I learned now to talk less and smile more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, for sure. I slow down my, Facebook and Instagram stuff. I don't put a lot of traffic on there, man. I just enjoy. You need to pick that back up if you're going to come be a realtor, buddy. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Because unfortunately right now, there's a lot of people that are really good at doing that kind of stuff. And that's how some of these people are picking their real estate agent. And the reality is that realtor that got really good at Facebook advertising has been a realtor for two months. And now they're going to go do a a million and a half dollar loan and they're not going to know what they're doing. And I chose you because I was looking at social media. Right, so we right. need the good people on there. Yeah. I, I, you know what? That's funny. Cause I do remember now that's, that's funny. You say that. Cause I used to remember a weekly on a weekly driving in the truck, a live 10 minute of Scott Blake, just telling you about something <laughs> he was thinking about that day. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. 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 It's uh. Yeah, I, 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 you just like I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, so I'm gonna do it back. You've been hiding, dude. Out there, man. I just want to put some little sessions of good music out there, man. Because I, I love it. So, so that's that's the other piece going in for you. So I know uh, what what is. So tell me a couple of the things that you're into right now, mm-hmm. and uh, what can people do to help support you in those? Uh, so right now, man. I mean. You know, I, I'm always available to DJ. Uh, GoDJRoyalty at gmail.com is my website. You can go there and find me there. Uh, but that's that's mainly my niche now. I'm taking my real estate exams next week to get into that. And, uh, you know, that that's, just, that's pretty much it for me, man. I mean, I, I'm... So for everybody listening... If you really want your party to hit and you want to have a real good time, you need to call DJ Royalty because he will pull your ass out of the crowd and make you dance on the dance floor. And you won't know that you got pulled out of the crowd, but you're going to have a great time because I'm, you know, like we're, we're, we're doing something together on October the 9th. They got a barbecue cook off at the VFW. We're doing a cornhole tournament. And so here's what's crazy. They're building a stage at that VFW. So the other day they asked me, do you think the DJ would like to be on the stage? I'm like, what? <laughs> Absolutely. If you tell Scott Blake he gets to be on a stage as a right. DJ, like he's at a concert, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to talk to that dude yes. for like a week. Going down. Yeah. So. Oh, and then I told him that's where the cornhole tournament needs to be. Yeah. They're going to do a war. Like I'm like, you need to make it like a, you know, right. you need to make a complete experience out of it. And that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. So you know, yeah, man. you're looking for it. Hit me up, man. I'm always available. Uh, and, you know, I look forward to it. But this here, Matt, is great, For sure. man. I'm glad you uh, hit me up, man. I've been wanting to do this. This is my first yeah. official podcast, man. I, I'm feeling like a celebrity right now. You know what I mean? I hey, this. and you are. You know why? <laughs> You're a celebrity because you you, you served our country. Oh, so everybody man. that sees that should be thanking you for your service. You know, we thank people for throwing balls and hitting balls all the time. And we we... 
a lot of times they're they're legends, right? And and kids look up to them. Yeah. But you know, I'm still that believer, man. Like you the only reason they get to do that is because you did what you did. And you did so you you're did. also a celebrity, man. You're a legend. <laughs> yeah. So and then the other thing, man, the message to the world is we need each other, man. This whole yep. segregation, man, white, black, whatever it is, man, we hey, we all need each other. You know, we gotta learn to love today. You know, tomorrow. Yeah, man. It's a it's a phase, right? Yeah. We go through phases like that in the world. And yeah. I think we'll get through this one, but I think it's gonna take a little bit of change and a little bit more understanding for people, you know, to finally, you know, come around to it. You know, it just the 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 reality is it's in such small pockets that it right. exists. The majority of us are not that right. way, but it right. just happens right. that exactly. you know how it goes, man. Yeah. If you put the right stuff on the right place, people will lose their minds. Exactly. But yeah. you know, don't worry. Scott Blake's gonna have a a a, a, a get together in the world concert, and everybody's gonna right. be happy. Right. You know, like it just we got to keep doing what we do, yeah. and if we keep doing what we do, maybe people see it and and, and they take inspiration from it. Maybe they don't. Yeah. Um, and if they don't, that's fine. You're welcome. I uh I served twenty two and a half years so that you could make that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I also made the decision to do what I'm doing. Right. So it's you know. I think I think respect needs to be learned again in the country about what people want to do and how they want to be and what they want to have. Mm -hmm. On top of that, I think respecting someone's decisions should also be respected if I don't agree with your right. decision. Yeah, agree to it's got to go both ways. Right. Yeah. So, well, yeah, man. We're gonna do this again. Okay. Right. The next time we do it, it'll it'll be fun again. But like, it's not the last time you and I are going to talk on. Sure, here. I can promise you that. Sure. Um, we're, I can't wait to hear about you're the one at the Texans games, DJ, and like Stevie Oki <laughs> was at the Raiders games the other day. Yeah, yeah. And then just seeing how far it goes, man. I know that that the future is bright for you, and and things are moving along. And you know, again, Scott Blake, thank you so much. Man, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, bro. It's always love, brother, man. Good to see you, man. You're looking good. For sure, bro. <laughs> yeah, you too, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. We'll talk.